Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. Welcome back to the Better Than You pod. We thank you for joining us for another episode. Joe, what episode are we in? It's 30, man. 3 up. Oh, 30? Okay, okay. Oh, so we top sick. 30 for 30. Lit. Let's go yeah. around the room real quick. We already heard from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> B, B, what's happening? Got my 30, 30 loaded. Let's get it. <laughs> and what's happening? We can just stop this right now. Chick-fil-A makes a better chicken sandwich. Yo, Chick-fil-A is a Trump supporter. They're racist as hell. Did you not get the list? <laughs> we make a better sandwich. Yo, the black black network has been sending the list around, and Chick fil A is on the list as people we don't fuck with. Chick fil A is the most overrated place in the history of fashion. Hey, yo, underdog, delete that part. Delete that part from the. We're not mentioning Chick fil A, underdog. Put that on a t shirt, underdog. Oh yo, Aunt, did you get the did you get the little message that have been going around about all the ingredients that go into a Chick-fil-A sandwich? No. Yeah, that's just me. nasty as fuck. I'm gonna send it to Chick-fil-A you. Chick-fil-A is overrated. Hold on. It was like it was something like 40 ingredients or something like that, man. That um that go into a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich. There it is. 55, 55 ingredients in a in a um Chick-fil-A sandwich. So there's yo. Stop eating all the, that fast food to begin yeah, with. Yeah. Word is born. That shit is nasty as fuck. Mm-hmm. And said he loves it though. Let's get it. All right, let's go. <laughs> Speaking of the debates, let's talk about um, this past week, a week and a half rather, there was an announcement that happened with the NFL about a joint venture with the NFL and Rock Nation. Mm. And it's been at the top of everyone, actually at the tip of everyone's tongues in regards to Jay-Z partnering up with uh, the NFL, especially in some of his lyrics, some of the things that he said, mm-hmm. some of his uh, actually open when he was talking about in support of Colin Kaepernick. And there's been a lot of talk about what this collaboration or partnership really is. And during the press conference, Charlemagne the God actually, you know, posed the question to Jay-Z directly. He said, I think the biggest issue people have is that they know what to know, what want to know how you could partner with the league on social justice when Colin Kaepernick, who brought it to the masses by peacefully protesting social injustices, is still out of a job. Jay-Z responded, that's a great question. I think, and he pauses for a second, let's take it back. We forget that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice, correct? In that case, this is the success. This is the next thing. There's two parts of a protest. You go outside and you protest. Then the company or individual says, I hear you. What do we do next? So for me, it's about action. What are we going to do with it? Everybody knows I agree with what Kaepernick is saying. So what we are going to do is take millions and millions. uh, Actually, there's an unintelligible part that they didn't even uh, put out here. Um, Millions and millions of people, we get stuck on Colin not having a job. Where do you st- so on not having a job? So that was Jay's response to that direct mm-hmm. question during the press mm-hmm. conference, joint press conference with Roger Goodell and Jay Z. And obviously, it's been it's kind of divided the culture in two ways. You know, there's some that still ride with Cap. Have we seen Rock Nation artists like J. Cole has still stood strong with Colin Kaepernick and for what he stands for in terms of banning the excuse not watching the NFL. And you have others like Cardi B who has spoken and said they think that Jay has done, this is something that's good or some that we've other heard that said, you need a seat at the table. 
And that's a, a, a comment that I've heard a lot is about having a seat at the table. So let's talk about it. Can I say something? I don't want to cut anybody off, but I, I would. This is this is this is something I've been thinking about, right? Um, I agree totally with Jay Z in the fact that this whole protest thing wasn't about Colin getting a job, and that's been one of the main things that has made me almost want to hate on Colin Kaepernick. Is all of these dumb niggas saying that they ain't going to rest until Colin Kaepernick? has a job in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I was kind of cool with it when he seemed like he was out there. He was trying hard. He's still working out and shit. But this nigga got a settlement. You know what I'm saying? If I get a settlement from a company, I ain't expecting to work at that company ever again. You know, the whole fucking league. That's one thing. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with Jay-Z on this totally. It's funny. We mentioned this a little bit last week. And I was like, really like, yo, it's going to be some shit when niggas get into They're going to hate on Jeff. And then sure enough, everybody did. But I'm with Jay, man. Like, this nigga got paid. Fucking Colin Kaepernick shit was never about him not having a job. It was about social justice and shit. And if Jay can get that seat at that table that you're talking about and do a little good, make a little money to put in the fucking black folks' hands and shit off that lead, then fuck it. I mean, that's my little piece on it. I mean, what I'll say, and I, I believe I said this last week, and I still feel the same way. I mean, Yo, like, I, I remember, well, if you look into the, what the Black Panther Party for self-defense was, was it was fighting against the government and fighting against the system. But then they realized that the real power was getting in the room, having a seat at the table, and then you saw a lot of them start running for Congress, you know what I mean, the different, and different levels of the government. And that's kind of what Jay has ended up doing. The problem Jay is having is he's dealing with, and he knows this as a fact, He's dealing with the most skeptical group of people in the United States of America. We're skeptical for good reason, but we're skeptical as hell. And he has a press conference yucking it up with the guy who we considered enemy number one. And he doesn't exactly lay out his plans for what's happening next. So me personally, I mean, I I think I'm bright enough to trust Jay. I think he has enough credentials as, uh, uh, as far as that goes. But Again, like Joe said, like I understand why a lot of people wouldn't because we're skeptical as hell as the people. And if some dude just just um, comes in the room, says, all right, we're going to deal with these people now and doesn't lay out exactly what's going to happen, then everybody's going to have question marks. And some of those question marks um, turn red and get a little bit angry because they look at what happened before it and see how Jay's just stepping in now. And what happened before it was Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. He lost his job. And that's the one thing that people know was the most popular. It, it was the most popular thing behind this movement. Joe's right, though. A lot of people, including Eric Reed, I think, are focused more on the Colin Kaepernick job than holding Jay-Z to task for what could possibly, you know, what he could possibly do next um, or what he will do next. And I, I heard um, it was somebody who said that, when Spike Lee was making, when Spike Lee and Denzel Washington was making the Malcolm X movie, and he said, he said everybody was going up to him and said, "Yo, don't screw this up." You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that. Like, I feel like it should be like, "Yo, instead of all this, like, we need to be on Jay Head." Like, "Yo, don't screw this up." Instead of, "Oh, this is bad." No, we need to get and and united about what the hell he about to do and make sure that he does the right things because he he's in the position to do it. 
Nah, that's the facts, man. If anything, that, that should be a thing more so than people like falling back on how Ka- Colin Kaepernick feels about it. Because real shit, at this point, I know Colin Kaepernick is still like working out supposedly football shit, but he's so above the NFL right now with all the shit, he, all the shit he's doing. Like Alex was talking about, I'm sorry, he read in the paper, paper magazine. What's all the stuff you're reading about, Alex? It was just uh, the Know Your Rights campaign. There was a rollout where it was uh, Know Your Thoughts, and he had ta- uh, Taraji P. Henson speaking on that. As you know, she's been big in mental health, and then there was Know Your Education. And he, I uh, hope I don't butcher his name, Yahari Shahidi. Is that, am I saying that correct? You mean that? The Yara? person on yeah. Yara Shahidi. Yara? Yara? Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Shahidi, sorry. Yeah. She was speaking on Know Your, uh, know your Education. He just looks like the paper magazine was about and it was a theme that was going along with it and then there was a person that was attached to each theme that was specifically speaking to each theme that he was going through yeah man I think it's brilliant at this point man either Colin or his handlers or his or collective and shit I don't know if he comes with all this by himself or we got like the team that do shit I mean it's great and he should be separated from the NFL shit honestly on this I mean people should separate Colin Kaepernick from whatever the fuck Jay-Z doing, you know what I'm saying? And focus on Jay-Z doing this shit. And like fucking Brian said, you know, make sure niggas like stay on his head a little bit. So, you know, not fuck it up, but you know, don't yeah. take any short. Let me um <laughs> let me read Eric Reed's comments from when the the not when the announcement first came down. He said, We never advocated for Colin to lose his job while we fought against systemic oppression. That's unjust and where the NFL inserted itself into this. Now the NFL is championing social justice to cover their own systemic oppression and blackballing Colin. So we will fight to get Colin's job back as well. Jay-Z knowingly made a money move with the very people who've committed an injustice against Colin and is using social justice to smooth it over with the black community. All right. See, my issue, and I understand everything he's saying, but we didn't say, oh, no. We're not going to take the Civil Rights Act because it's not enough. And it didn't, you know what I mean? Y'all, y'all not recognizing all the bad stuff that y'all did to us. No, we signed the Civil Rights Act in 1964. And we worked on it for the next 10 to 11 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how this shit happens. Yo, you got to get in the door and start affecting shit to make something happen. And so dudes like Eric Reed, like, I understand everything he's saying. And I understand the passion mm-hmm. that he has behind all this shit. But it's like, I, I think he lacks the foresight and the vision of how a change is, is actually affected. And, you know, at, at some point in time, I'm looking for Jay's next album so he could just come up with two or three lines that he could tell them exactly how stupid they sound. You know what I mean? Because, like, there's some people who probably have a smart argument on that side of the argument. Mm-hmm. I just haven't heard it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it's unfortunate because I haven't heard it yet, and I haven't heard it yet from the loudest voices or even the quietest voices. Like, like, what are you saying? You're just angry because this guy gets in the room and he has the ability to do something that we wanted done. And let me ask you a question because some I heard somebody on um on uh on one of the sports stations, uh, local sports stations, say, "Well, if this whole thing isn't about Colin getting his job back, and he's partnering up with the NFL, who." as Eric Reed in his own words said, you know, systemic oppression, then isn't Eric Reed playing in the NFL? Isn't that kind of yeah, I mean, contradictory? I that, 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 and I mean, I thought... That, 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 
Go ahead. Oh, that's all no, right. I'm sorry. No, you finish? No, I ain't even cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, nah, yeah, I mean, that's one of my main things with Eric Reed. Like, when you was reading the statement, that was all I was thinking. Is he still with the Panthers in the Panthers? Yeah, he's still, he's, uh, let me just say, he's still with the Panthers, and he's actually playing very well mm-hmm. on top of that. So, I mean, I was just, you know. When it, when it comes down to it, it's like, that, that's some real, like, hypocritical shit. You were actually playing in the league. You were happy you're playing in the league. And yes, you were part of this protest, but you wasn't the main nigga. You know what I'm saying? I remember, I remember episode of the Boondocks and shit when uh, when Granddad was talking about the civil rights movement, and he was talking about, he was talking yeah. about Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, shit. man, fuck he said Rosa Parks. Yeah, he was sitting right there. They was like, they, they were focusing on Rosa. He was hate. He, he was yeah. upset. That they weren't trying to get. I mean, Eric Reed is that nigga without the hate. You know what I'm saying? Of course, they let you back in the league because white folks didn't really know you. They knew the light skinned niggas. With the tats and the fucking afro and shit, you know what I'm saying? That, that's even, they like folks. The folks ain't even. If you cut all the folks that are fucking mad as hell still and fucking Colin Kaepernick and thinks he should die for fucking kneeling for the flag, you ask them about Eric Reed. Most of the motherfuckers don't know the fuck that is, man. Yeah. Like, yo, that's his man. So I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> like. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but with this shit, man, I mean, <clears throat> y'all are different, like. Y'all in different lanes. You were back in the league because you did not offend anybody the way he offended these folks because you were not that civil. You were not Rosa Parks. That's yeah. exactly who Colin, Colin Kaepernick was Rosa fucking Parks. And then he got this more activist. Then he got like more hip to what the activism was all about. And then he elevated his. Well, not say he elevated himself above Rosa, but now he is more of an activist apparently, even though we don't hear him speak. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, honestly, man, I, I completely disagree with that. I, I, I hate it. I hate that argument when it always comes out like, "Oh, you're a hypocrite, and you're a part of this and whatever." I think that's that's always the oppressor's argument to try to split us up and and try to make mm-hmm. us look at each other differently. You know what I mean? To me, it mm-hmm. seems a little bit Willie Lynching. Like I understand that, but dude has a job. I wanted him to keep his job because my goal was for people like him to have his job and for people like Colin Kaepernick to have his job too. I mean, mm-hmm. he he's allowed to talk from the inside of the room, and as long as he's allowed to be in the room. And if he if he was get, got kicked out of the inside of the room, I would fight for his right to get back in the room because that's what I believe in. You know what right. I mean? So I one hundred percent like I I don't mind that that he's saying the shit that he's saying. I just want him to sound more intelligent when he's saying it. You know what I mean? Because I don't agree with him him fundamentally on what he's saying. But the fact that he has a job with these people doesn't mean anything to me. A lot of yeah, you know, people we don't you know what? You know what? Yo, you you honestly, as soon as you said that shit, you just switched it up for me because yeah. uh, the league was what is the um who who who's the brothers? Are the Bennett brothers? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Bennett brothers. Martellus yeah. and Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they they both played at high levels in the league, and they was never they was never afraid to talk that shit. You know That's what I'm saying? That's a fact. That's a fact. On the inside, so it's like so yeah, man. So let that let that man talk his shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, whatever you you switch my fucking whole mindset up like just that quick and shit. So let me let me let me ask a question because one of the things that I posed to a lot of people uh, that I was talking to about it, I said, "Do you not trust Jay Z? Do you think is that because everybody's ready to, to part the ways? We on this side, we on on that side. I would think that maybe do we do we not think that Jay Z has earned." Uh, no, I don't know what that was, but I don't think. Do you think Jay Z no. has enough trust? No, I'm laughing about this question. Like, and no, oh. like you're, yeah, you're, 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 you're right. But like, like I said earlier, this is the most skeptical. First off, besides us being skeptical as hell, we're newsy as hell, and we like whatever gossip 
wild shit from the left. We believe in conspiracy theories for the most part. You know what I mean? Like no, a lot aliens, of those type yeah. of shit. Like not, we don't even have to get that far as aliens. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like just regular shit. We believe in it. it, it there's somebody's invisible hand controlling everything. So we're skeptical about everything, right? So yeah, tr- do we trust Jay Z? Like it, how many? But if you could get five out of ten black people to say, yeah, I trust Jay Z, then I then I, I would be impressed. You know why? Because we this you can't get five out of ten black people to say they trust anybody. Listen, we you can you can you can get them to quote unquote say that they trust Jesus, but then you give them a follow up question, they ain't really trusting Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then let Jesus be walking around today. You know I mean? That's a fact. Yeah. So like it's 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 that it's the people it's us it's who we are as as fundamentally and. Besides being the most skeptical people, we're the most politically active people. We we fight for our rights and, 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 and our empowerment and all that shit. And so we see something going on and we're hot, hot-headed on it. And we're hot-headed on Jay-Z and we're hot-headed on him both sides. And so you're always going to get that with us. Always. Yeah, well, let me, let me just... Let, I'm sorry, real quick, Joe, before you go. But the, well, let's talk about the room. Do we feel that we would... Do we trust Jay-Z in this? Do we feel that we can trust Jay-Z in this situation? Well, I'll say this, right? That's Jay's business. I don't really give a damn too much to trust him or not trust him. But if I had to answer the question, yeah, I mean, Jay-Z has... I can't think of any real sucker shit Jay-Z has done in terms of, like, awesome black empowerment shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He, he, He has done everything either behind the scenes or, like, up front. That is about some black empowerment shit. He put in the music. Him and B was bailing Black Lives Matter motherfuckers yeah. out of jail. They was put, mm-hmm. they do, do all the shit and like so. I think if anything, yeah, he's he's cool. We can fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I trust Jay Z as far as you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the most important thing, Joe, is what you the first thing you said, which is like you know who cares? And my question to my initial question wasn't even that, but it was like you know trust him to do what. Uh, like we we don't even like he hasn't told us anything and what is, what do people think like all of a sudden Jay Z's in the room so now black people are over no more black people in the NFL like what 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 is the like what is the thing that they, that would, what would be the follow up to that like, so can Jay Z hurt us no like I don't like I can't see it I don't I don't see it fifteen hundred there's fifteen hundred players in the NFL and twelve hundred of them are black. Yeah, so yeah. like, what's, what's like this conversation? Way, like, all we know for real is that Jay's that Rock Nation is going to like produce the halftime show, apparently. Right. You know right. I don't even know if that's his song. But, I'm like, about to say, we don't really know that. We don't even know if that's his song. Yeah. I, think that's I mean, that was just something they mentioned in the president. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. Goodell said himself. So I'm assuming I'm just going to yeah. yeah, but niggas just be that. saying shit. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, that, so, I mean, be Garth Brooks up there. Yeah. Nah, that's what it was. They had Jay Cole to this shit. Yeah, yeah. But nah, nah I mean, so that's... Halftime, J. Cole. So, so this shit is like, okay, Jay is going to get the motherfucking shit together for the halftime. And it's just weird to me after that because we don't know exactly what the social justice shit is. Maybe they're going to ask. Maybe he's going to be the black person they ask and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there was somebody, I forget who it was, um... It was either a podcast or fucking radio or something I was listening to, but they was like, well, I don't know what it in it. I don't know. But whoever it was said that when like Gucci fucks up and shit, 
Uh-huh. They was like, oh, we need somebody like black in the room and shit. And then they hired some radio, whatever the fuck to be the diverse, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's like, and we was parading for that. So we got this, like, yeah, we got that person in the room. Yeah, Dabber Dan. Yeah, yeah. But Jay Z is literally that same thing. It's that he's way more powerful and we yeah. have a history of trusting him right. to be doing dope shit. So it's like, niggas, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Who do you, who do you, you don't want Jay Z, you know? And, 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 and the main shit is, it's like, People, I don't know. No, but but, but I was just thinking in my head, like, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, like, yo, if Jay didn't do this, and you would have polled most people and said, yo, who who would you want? Who would you want? Who would you want? I thought no, about well, that when well, we were talking. Do you think? Do like, you think? Yo. Well, I mean, would you rather Jay or would you would you rather Jermaine Dupree? Because as it did come out, uh, as said <laughs> yeah, I'm by tired of Jermaine Dupree talking, dog. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jermaine Dupree to decline the exact the, the excuse me decline the exact same NFL deal that Jay Z just took. That was that's just. I mean, it hasn't been oh, a yeah. or anything. I bet they offered Jermaine Dupree the same thing that Jay got. Who was it? It was one of the producers, the songwriters, or, that 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 went on Twitter and said the shit. Anthony, you know who it was, right? Brian Michael Cox. I said Brian Michael Cox. Then he went on Twitter and decided to say, "Oh man, they offered Jermaine Dupree this same <laughs> shit." No, man, them niggas, they just go and say, hey, Jermaine Dupree, you want to oh, play okay. for fucking social justice shit and fucking that. No, the fucking Super Bowl was in Atlanta. Fucking Jay niggas was Jay. So, yo, don't do yeah. that shit. And they went to Jermaine Dupree like, yo, it's in Atlanta. We want to get niggas. Um, we right. going to let you produce the shit. That's what it was. This is yeah. not the same shit as Jay. If Jay is doing social justice, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good point. I'm glad, you just, okay. I'm glad you clarified. That that yeah. has a lot of that has a lot of context. And that was and that yeah, and that and that was before that was before um Kaepernick got his bread too. So hmm. I mean, niggas was. I mean, it's a it, it, to it me. It's a different time. Different. You're right. Yeah. 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 To me, yeah. it just hit different after. Kaepernick and Eric Reed got their bread. You know, however much was, was it Eric Reed? Eric, what's his name? Eric Reed. Reed. Mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah. Eric Reed. No disrespect. Yeah, when when them niggas got their money, it's like it just hit different now. Before that, it was like, nah, fuck that. We ain't doing this. It was just different. Yeah. So I could see why Jay went to Jermaine Dupri back there, like, nah, don't do that shit, bro. And then yeah. after that, it's like, yo, I'm going to do this shit, bro, and do it no, bigger. No, no, don't do that shit, kid. No, don't do that shit. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, you got anything on? I just think the argument's stupid. It's, I don't think that you can make a binary argument so simple that all of a sudden he makes Jay Z makes his decision as a businessman and as a billionaire to align himself with this company, even though he might have said differently in the past. Things change, opportunities come up. He feels that he can do more by being in the room with these guys and making things happen. So him making that choice doesn't necessarily that he he's against the ideals and thoughts of Colin Kaepernick. He still believes that. He believes that the only way that I can make necessary change in regards to this is quite simply, I need to be in the same room as these gentlemen to kind of get the point across that all these other people are not doing so because I'm the only one that looks like Colin, that speaks with him, that has my ideals lined with him. So all of a sudden, if I have this opportunity, I'm going to take it. So for people to say, like, why would he do that? Why, why would he join the NFL when they're against Colin Kaepernick? 
that's that's not necessarily a point. That's very very too streamlined, too binary. Quite simply, because that's not his goal. And people saying like, I don't trust Jay. I don't know what he's going to do. None of that matters because all you see right now is a business relationship between him and the league. Where it goes from there, we'll speak more about where Jay Z actually stands, where his company actually stands, in regards to social injustice and everything else of that nature. So you can't make a, a reasonable and rational argument about it right now because just in the very beginning of this process itself no one knows what's going to come of it we're just hoping that you know you know quote unquote jay being jay that he's going to you know bring the attention that colin has been fighting for all of this time that's ultimately ask it a guy but again you can't kind of pick and choose whenever it kind of fits you know your ideals or your plans like i said people love me but meek rocks with bob craft and bob craft is best friends with donald trump should you not like mm, me? No, you still do. Point. So yeah. you can't. So you you can't have it. You can't be like, if he does this and I'm not rocking with him, you got to kind of let it go forward and see where it kind of progresses from this point. I understand that people are going to be upset by the idea and about the visuals of it, about him speaking out against this league and all of a sudden now wants to find himself in business with him. But this is what business people do. You you don't become a billionaire by just turning your nose away from more powerful entities. You want to be a part of that to expand your wealth. And if you're going to use your wealth to enhance social justice, this is part of the plan. So where, what he does with it is going to be interesting to see where he you know, progresses from this point forward. But you got to let it be. You got to let it rest and sit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let him make this dish see where it comes from here. What he does after this is going to see a lot more about Jay-Z than it does about Colin Kaepernick. That's real shit, man. And I'm just saying, basically, most of them niggas, pretty much all them niggas, hating on Jay-Z, think he and the Illuminati, they think that Colin Kaepernick was probably fucking the second coming to Tom Brady. And they believe in the Illuminati. Yeah, they believe in all that shit. Fuck them niggas. That's right. And, and said, fuck all them dumbass niggas. And, you know, fuck this topic and shit. Shout out to Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. Get money, nigga. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Get money, my nigga. And shout out to Nessa for looking. I need to follow Nessa again on Instagram, yo. But I think we about to take a break, yo. Right. Yeah, man. Let's, let's take a little break. <laughs> Welcome back to the WU Pod. Recently, Eva Marcel changed her daughter's name from Marley McCall to her husband, her now husband's name, who's not the biological father, to Marley Sterling. Um, so it kind of sparked a debate. And I mean, I was looking on Twitter, it actually sparked a debate between men and women alike in terms of saying, well, if it was my daughter, why would I let her change her name to the stepfather's name? And then there were the women that were on the other side saying, well, he's a deadbeat father, so he should have this happen to him. So what's everybody's thoughts Everybody's thoughts on that? I mean, actually, you know what? I'd like to go first on this one. If I don't, Two things. I don't know if you, can you, leave, I have a question. Do you legally, can you legally do that without the biological father's uh, consent? And the no. other thing is, no, you okay. can't. So, and then the other thing is because I was looking through his Twitter line. He said it's not the, uh, real. Parental rights. What are you? What are you saying? Uh, what are you saying, Joe? I said unless he like relinquished the parental rights or something. Oh, okay. You yeah. still, you still gotta get, you still gotta go through a process and get a signature. And you know, and looking through his timeline, trying to figure out, you know, where his his response was that don't believe any of what's going on. This is just for her reality TV show. It's not real. So then that, those are the two things that I thought. But in terms of actually being separated and 
having your child take on the, her, let's say, the mother's new husband's name, I'll be offended. If it was just done, I mean, if it was in a situation that could just be done or state whatever the laws are, that they could just go ahead and do that without my consent, uh, 100% I would have a problem with that. Why are you naming them? Especially if I'm doing my job. Well, now, excuse me, I don't want to say doing my job, especially if I'm taking care of my responsibilities. Yeah, you're mentioning things that aren't in the facts. But see, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that, I know, I don't know those things aren't in the facts because I don't know what the facts are because her well, story is just as sketchy as his story. Well, I mean, we could take that shit at like, uh, we could take this shit at face value, uh, at least for our art. For our, he, he probably has not been around and like handling this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, be, being that, being that like co-parent and shit. You know what I'm saying? We could take mm-hmm. that from her. And if she's been married to this dude for a couple of years, however long, and yeah. he's pretty much been daddy for however many couple of years they've been together, then I, I could kind of believe her story that this motherfucker is so like not there that this motherfucker that she's married to pretty much is the father. Yeah, to, to, to yeah I, I think it's easy. I, I don't think these conversations or things even become part of a conversation yeah. if he was there. He's not. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, she she could say it all she wants, but it wouldn't even go anywhere if he was around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the only reason that this is even in the lexicon to even be a topic of a possibility is because he's been a deadbeat. And I don't really have sympathy for deadbeats. So, you know what I mean? Debbie, anything, mm-hmm. and Debbie, dad is probably the worst. You know what I mean? Debbie, parent is 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 horrible as hell. You know what I mean? Because you're not you're not taking care of your business, claiming a kid. So, I mean, if the name gets removed, I mean, I don't care if he's offended or not. If he was doing his job, it wouldn't be a part of the conversation. But how do we know he's not doing his job? So then, because then the conversation well, doesn't. I'm happen. just I'm asking so, so that there's just context to why we okay. say he's not doing his job. Well, that's that's well, that's pretty much just. What, what we have to take from this at face value. But, I mean, the only reason that people are even going back and forth on Twitter is because they put in what ifs that aren't really part of the fucking what we know. And right. They, and they put, in, and they put in their own, like, personal feelings into the shit. You know what I'm saying? But if also, you're a father and you, you take care it. of your kids, even, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're a father, you take care of your kids, whether you there every day, or if you are like maybe like one of the weekend dads, but really be on your shit to make sure you handle that shit. You you put your, you putting yourself in this man's shoes, like, yo man, I could lose my the name, I uh, you know, eh, fuck that. No, if, if this shit is real and that nigga's a deadbeat, fuck him. He should look okay, but I'm not even playing if. Problem. And I, again, and I understand all the things you guys. I'm saying not and, playing. I'm not and, playing and, if. Either. No, and we do, and we do. Like I get why we would play skeptical, but think about all the things that would have to happen for this to be a thing. Like, how old is the mm-hmm. child? Five. Five. Okay, so there's a child that changes her name at five. Okay, so. She's partially understanding that that that, that um, you know I mean, she doesn't associate with that name, all right. Then there's the mother, and then there's the father, and the only th- way that all of those, and then there's the court, and the only way that all those things align is if this dude is not involved. Okay, right. Okay, mm-hmm. that that was why I started out with the question: Is that legal? Can you do that without the father's consent? No. Which then would lend to the truth of what you're saying that he's a quote unquote deadbeat dad. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a deadbeat dad. He's a piece of shit. I mean, listen, man. I don't even know. Like, all right, let's be. I'll call a spade a spade and a buck a buck. 
I, I, you know, I think I told you guys, I didn't know anything about this story until you guys just mentioned it like five, ten minutes before the pod. You know what I mean? But like, you know, mentioning it now and listening to the shit and like even now I don't know too much about anything. But like, it, he's clearly a deadbeat or this shit wouldn't be a thing. And so I'm like, fuck that guy. I mean, because this isn't, like, a fucking, like, groundbreaking thing. There are, like, people that have taken their, like, you know, step-parents' names and shit either later in life or, like, when they were young because of whatever. Yeah. This is pretty much easy. And it, it usually is because the other, the father, the biological father has, like, fucking died or is a fucking drug addict piece of shit, yeah. like, fucking sucking dicks in alleys. I don't know, man. Like, there's all, there's all kinds of, like, just totally, like, not there. Yeah, totally, yeah. like, there for the total... So I mean, so and how do you feel about about um drug addict dads that be sucking dicks and alleys? Yeah, you just want him to carry on. You don't give him like just keep sucking. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, nah, I mean, I mean this this whole this whole thing like we talk about this dude how he probably like a deadbeat and shit like that. But I'm gonna ask you because we got a couple fathers on here, um, like. Stepfathers and like biological father, y'all, you like. I'm trying to ask y'all a question and shit. Like, how would you feel if you're if you're like uh, had to have like stepfathers that you deal with? Like, uh, how would I feel? Yeah, like I grind to be a dad, and I don't. So I'll never have to do deal with those shit like that. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. I, that concept is is so far off for me. So you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. You have, a, like, you, have a, you have a unique situation yeah, yeah. which is uncommon. Yeah, and, I don't know. And, I don't know how to address that. Like I don't even know why I talk first. You you should probably yeah. don't mention it, Alex, because you're probably close to that. Yeah. Well, um, I I don't have a problem with because uh, I do have a daughter. Um, prior to be getting married, but I wouldn't have a problem. If there was a biological father in my child's life as long as he's doing what he's supposed to do. And as long as my child is safe and he's keeping my child safe. Now, if you want to take a step further and just speak directly to what we were talking about in terms of changing his last name to his name, and let's just say there was no law involved and she could just go and do that. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm raising all holy hell. Yeah. Because that's my blood running through her veins. I'll take care of my responsibilities. I'll take care of my responsibilities and I'm there. Her name, that's not... Say it again. What if they... <clears throat> what if they were that tight with the stepfather? He could be as tight as he could be as tight as he wanna be. And then that's my daughter. I'm not threatened by them having a relationship or having a great relationship. But that's still those that that's still my bloodline. That's what not your bloodline. Got, what if she got grown and illegally changed it? I would address my daughter. Okay. I would then mm-hmm. I would then address my daughter because I would feel some sort of way about that. Because for you yeah. to, to get to the level of that after all these years you feel that you need to have your name changed to his name you know that means because that's a direct slap in the face to me like as if i didn't matter or as if i never existed because when you change your name you wipe away this bloodline yeah yeah so i mean I, take that, I, take that very I know what you mean what i'm saying is when you do that and you go on you are now you are no longer my last name. You are some other person's last name. No, so you're right. But then they also get married. I mean, I, I right, right, okay. I'm right. following the logic of what you're saying. I understand where you're mm-hmm. going with this. I just didn't want mm-hmm. you to just put it out there, like you know, your daughter can't get married and change her name, because that's what it sounded like. 
Well, no, she'd be changing her name because she got married. Right. She wouldn't just be changing her name. She would be changing. She, we would have to have the discussion on why you feel you need to change your name to this other person yeah. who's not your biological father. Like right. you know, that's a slap. That's a slap so, in the face to me. That's what so, I'm talking to. All right. So then I have a question. Then I mean, since we're carrying on down this this um this thought process, so say if she does not change her name, but she does ask that guy to walk her down the aisle how you feel i still have a, I have a, I have a problem yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be consistent with well, that throughout now was your pro now is your problem with him no or is it with her it's with my daughter because he said because the question that? was if he if she asked him oh, to be the only one to walk her down the aisle i'm it's, it's going to be with my daughter i'm not going to have a problem but what if he's there every day though okay. like if, i mean yeah, you like, know what like mean? they're that tight like yeah. they're like that fucking tight because it's like still i'm still gonna i'm still going to have i'm still going to have a problem because that you eliminating me you're moving uh, you're, you're pushing me to the side and i'm and i'm not gonna raise holy hell and yeah. I'm not going to disown my daughter right. but that 100% deserves a conversation it, it on does. why you feel that I'm not worthy because yeah. that, what you're saying is I'm not worthy enough to walk you down the aisle I'm not or sure maybe, I'm not sure if that's it like, like can I just want to wait but Joe like yeah. I, I listen like I and I completely understand what you're saying Alex and I can't tell you how to feel because like I understand everything you're saying and it you know it's right and exact especially because it's you that's saying it you know what i mean you understand your situation and, and and how you would feel doing something so but what i'm saying is is that um so i don't think i just wanted to take a step back and say i don't think mm -hmm. it's an attack on you i think mm -hmm. it's more of a big up of him because he wouldn't have a role he doesn't have the last name he doesn't have the the, the role of uh of the name of being the dad or anything like that so like he put all this time in and she, that's just her acknowledging him at that point. You know what I mean? That's the only way that she could do use to do it. You know what I mean? To that level. I, I think that's what I see with that. And that's kind of why I asked the question, although I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I don't see it as, as even an attack on you. If I, if, if, if you were to tell me that your daughter did that, I like, it wouldn't, I wouldn't think a different way about you. I would think something about the guy that she had, walk her down the aisle and say, oh, they must have been, it must have been that type of situation. It must have been that close. But, but then if it was that, if that's the situation, he could walk you halfway down the aisle and I could take over. Or like okay. we have seen in many other different situations, okay. we can both walk. I wouldn't have a problem with okay. that. If you okay. say, hey, I want both of them to walk down the aisle, okay. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I get you. I get what it. What if y'all did? Rock, scissors, paper. <laughs> no, I understand. What I, was saying. I, kind of, I kind of really wanted to know those questions, though. I'm glad you said that. Cool. Joe just damn threw me off. Yeah. I know we kind of got through this whole thing, but I'm thinking about like just, just one thing. Like, how do you feel that whole, like, I'll be sure and like fucking Diddy dynamic is with the kid Quincy? Well, like, Quincy acknowledges Albi as his father, and if I'm not, I don't think his name is his name is not Combs, right? His name isn't Combs, but he often gets like called like Quincy Combs. Yeah, and I okay, and I do and I do understand and I do understand that, and I don't I don't know that dynamic. Like we have a little bit more information with the Eva and the Kevin McCall situation because there's been a lot yeah. in the media. I don't know 
with the Al B situation. Don't nobody Diddy. know Al B sure anymore, and everybody knows Diddy. <laughs> it gotta hurt him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just the way it happens, it gotta hurt him. Oh, okay, because of, because of because of the social media age. Okay, I I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I would be here. Even if my son was still acknowledging like yo pops and this and that and the third, it was still yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, I see. Yeah, because I, I I I don't like naturally remember that it is Al B Shore's son. I always because he's always around Diddy and them. And those right. yeah. so I mean like like Justin. Yeah. So it's like hey, So in my mind, they, like that's Diddy and them kid. Like that's Diddy kid. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> like I get it. Definitely Diddy some when they came and like trying to get him clubs when he was underage. Oh, nigga. <laughs> 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 Diddy son, nigga, like, yeah. yeah, nah, you know, like, he probably nah, ran with he probably might have ran with that. He might have ran with that. Yeah, but from what I've seen, I think they had like a bit of a fractured relationship. But as you know, he got older and his pops was doing his little radio shit, whatever the fuck he's doing it. They kind of like reconnected and shit. So, you know, he, he acknowledges that nigga, but he still gets to be part of the Combs clan and shit. Yeah. But yeah, man. But I think, I say God bless Eva. There you go. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Kevin McCall's. Fucking biological daughter who's gonna be this man's like last days or another child child away. God bless the whole God thing. bless him. God, God bless him. him. August yeah, twenty yeah. August twenty fifth coming up this week is the twenty the twenty first anniversary of the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, you know what? That's wild. Mm. No, I mean yes. not to cut you, but you know what today is though too, just to throw it out there since we're throwing out dates. It's August twentieth, and mm-hmm. that's marks four hundred years since since um we stepped foot on this planet as captured people. I mean, in in this country as captured people. This country, you know I mean, yeah. Mm. So I mean, you know, that's sixteen, that sixteen nineteen project that the New York Times is doing. I, I recommend that everybody read. They come out with an article every day. Those shits are sharp. You know what I mean? And you know, we we we've experienced four hundred years here, and. There's a lot of context and a lot of information that that was brought to light, even for me. Like when you see it all in one place, and they've hey, been doing B, a great you, job in you, New York Times. Can you repeat what that is again? The sixteen nineteen project on okay. in, in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I didn't mean to cut you with that, but you you're mentioning mm-hmm. that, and we didn't have it as a topic, so it just it fit right now. But I mean, uh, continue though uh, with the Laurel Hill on the twenty fifth. My bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh yeah, but also before I saw on this date today, Lionel Richie's seventieth birthday. Lionel Richie, Richie's shit, and he made some hits, and he got four grand. Oh, you could have did that. that yeah. Come on, Alex. Uh, I know we are today. I, I'm sorry. Everyone, take it for the top, Alex. <laughs> as I said, uh, twenty-one years as of August twenty-fifth since uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill uh, hit the streets, and it's time. You know, we just want to kind of reflect back. And um, I'll just speak to it a little bit because I was there when a lot of, when uh, that album came out. I don't know if I was talking about it. Nigga. You're the old ass nigga, B. <laughs> it's cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I was an intern at that time. I think I was an, I made it to assistant. But anyway, that the, the, the making of that album, and I can speak specifically to this, when that album was played, this album came out after Missy Elliott's album came out. Mm-hmm. And when this album was played for the executives at, at Sony, a lot of them were upset. A lot of them didn't understand what she was doing. A lot of them were like, why she's not rapping? A lot of them was why she's singing. They didn't believe in it. However, 26, shout out to 550 Madison, 26th floor, Columbia Records, the black music department believed in it. And it worked because when it was taken to everybody else, they did not believe in the album at all. 
They thought it was bad. And credit to everybody that worked on this album, that it, you know, is still standing the test of time. It's a classic. And that's the only, I mean, Lauryn Hill's actually done the, uh, I don't know, the MTV, what do you call those albums? It's a really good one. Her unplugs are pretty good. They're not as good as Miss Education. Right, as the original, right. But, you know, for this to be the only true work, a full work of art that we've gotten from Lauryn Hill. Only studio project. The only studio, excuse me, correct. The only studio project that we've gotten is take, yeah, that's crazy. It's the test of time. And it's led people someplace when, especially when you start talking and looking at these lists, you know, is Lauren a rapper or is she a singer? She was, yeah, she was great at both. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she, she, she was in a, she was in a, an era where you had to define what you were. Mm-hmm. And now you wouldn't have to d- define what she is anymore. You know what I mean? Like, but when she, when, when she was, when she was out, um, she was on top of the game in both games, mm-hmm. to be honest. Right. I'll say this though. I'll say this though, but at her best, I think she's like a neo soul singer and shit that kind of like back a little bit. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I think I disagree. I'm talking about I'm I'm talking about at her best in terms of like just talking about like just like what we want from Lauren. Like, I, you know what? It, it it just it's just different. I think there's a different thing when you can sing as opposed to when you can rap because I think there's a lot of folks that could flow. And Lauren flow wasn't crazy. Yo, go listen yeah, to Manifest. Yeah. I don't yo. know, B. I don't know. Go listen to Manifest. Joe. Go listen to Manifest. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Joe. You know what I mean? Yo. Bro, we done, everybody listen to the score a million times, nigga. I, you don't score. have to tell me and shit. I can, we can you just said talk about it. Oh, okay. yeah. But even Manifest. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. You take it back to the No, but that, that's my shit, though. Yeah. Fucking. When it, when it came to like diamond, but you convinced me I was worth less. It was more than just the sex. I spent like, yo, come on, man. Yo, Lauren is nice. Yo, <laughs> yo she's a she, she's a fucking no, problem. She, she nice, but as a rapper, she's like more like she's more like backpacking female rappers and shit. Like she ain't good as she ain't good as um what's what shorty name? Uh, Rhapsody. She ain't good as Rhapsody. I bet. Ask well, Rhapsody. I yeah, I, and Joe, I'm a, and I'm just gonna say this. And we probably you can. I'm gonna agree to that only because I'm a person that agrees to because of the amount of work you've gotten from rap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm because right. I'm I'm consistent with that. All but right. if but if I just go off of if I'm just looking at Lauren's work. Yeah. Just looking at her in that in that in that time frame. Lauren was a beast. Put him him in a circle. Like, Lauren Hill was out rapping dudes when rap was at its peak, when you had to rap. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard for me to sit here. The the one thing that I thought that that we were going to do here, and I thought it was, I really did think it was going to come from, like, Joe, maybe. Um... Or even you, Alex. I, I, I never, cause I never know where you guys. I wonder if you're gonna say what I was about to ask, cause I do have something I want to ask. Well, no, yeah. What I was gonna say is that, like, in hindsight, we always look at, we always get boxed into believing or the idea of what the, what the, um, the classic is, and then Mm -hmm. we box our in ourselves into that, and then you know times change and things change, and you know I thought one of you guys was gonna come in here and try to shit on it, whether it was a classic or not. You know oh man? no! I wouldn't. No, I yeah, can't. I didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I didn't know. I didn't know. We get that up. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a classic to me. The, but the, the question, the question I was going to ask was if it being because you made a good point. B you said, yo, what, back then you had to make that definition. Now you don't. If this album came out today, if this album came out today, do you think it would receive 
the same reception it received back then. Being given what you said, like we're in a different time now. Where is is mm -hmm. um is Lauren Hill still Lauren Hill? Like the the name mattered as well. We listened because it was Lauren from the Fugees. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That so that was part of it. It didn't. I mean, her talent carried it after that, but it was part of it that that it was Lauren Hill from the Fugees. Remember how oh, okay. we waited. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So, okay, so I'll, I understand what you're saying. But so let's just take the Fuji's out of it. Let's just say you just got I'll this go, Lauren Hill record mm -hmm. and it's the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I'll go out on the limb and say that I, I believe it would because it's just very, very good music. That's how we all like that yeah. YMD and Cordae I was going to mention the same thing, mm -hmm. the YMD Cordae. It, 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 may, it may line up to the YMD Cordae yeah, album. It checks off all points. The only thing is, you know, it wouldn't sell with itself. Yeah. Well, yeah, given the time, yeah. right. And all that shit, but but in terms of critics, like critics who listen to it and say, this album is perfect, or it's almost, it's, it's Lauren, oh, it's just perfect. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Lauren, this is almost perfect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't think if you went, went from like a one to like a 10 rating or zero to 10 yeah. rating, I think it wouldn't get less than nine from damn anybody unless they had like a fucking. The source don't give vendetta. out mics anymore, so it threw a lot of people off. I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like Lauren Hill, if the source still gave out mics, Lauren Hill would get five mics now. Ten yeah. years ago, I don't think she would have got five mics. You know what mm. I mean? So I think I think there would have been a gap of time where that Lauren Hill album doesn't play, but it's back to the period of time where okay, you going yeah that that that's a five micer, regardless of the name. I want to say that I want to say this album got five mics in the source. Yeah, it did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. Um, Joe. I mean, I'm sorry, Ant. You got anything on it? I mean, you know, let's Jersey talk your shit, man. You got it. I mean, ain't, ain't no shit to talk. I mean, you can't really go back and forth. Say was she a better rapper? Or was she a better singer? She was just a great artist that made her different than everybody else. It's not the fact that she could rap. She could rap just as good as everybody else, but she could also sing. Vice versa. That's what made it so versatile. That's what makes the album so great. You can get everything that you want from any type of artist pretty much there. You want lyrics, you got that. You want something soulful, you got that. You want something powerful and uplifting. She, she provided everything that you want from that type of person. And you really didn't see that. Most artists were in one of those two categories. You were a singer mm -hmm. or you are a rapper. It wasn't in between. What about master. Missy? Well, no, nah, Missy, 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 and like I said, Missy's album came out before Lauryn Hill's album, which kind of framed what I was talking about when it was heard within the building. Right, but um, when you think of Missy, you don't think of Missy as a singer. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you, you think of her as a rapper, you think of her as a producer. But like, man, you, you met, maybe that one and a that, singer. like Missy really blew on, like, not really. She can do it, but not to that level. She can rap just as well as long, but she just couldn't sing as well. That's not that's not a knock against Missy because she's a polymath. She has all types of talents. So you can't really say like Lauren was this or it wouldn't survive in this era because it, it probably would have. It would have been as popular then as it is now because it fit a particular model that not a lot of people can do. It's, it's like imagine if her could rap. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, and I bet her, you know what to be honest. I bet, be you, she can, I bet like, you she can, but I don't think it'll be to that. But I bet you she got she got a few sixteens in the tuck. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because I was actually remembering that on October sixteenth, Lauren and her 
have a one-time show that's going to be at the Hollywood Bowl, which the show I would. Lauren ain't going to be there. <laughs> show, stop hating. But that would be that. That's an incredible. That that show would be something I would love to see because I love to see how they mesh. If they're going to be on stage together, how would they set that show up? That would be one concert that I would want to see this year if I could only see one. Yeah, I was wrong, Alex. Um, Lauren Hill didn't the, the miseducation. I didn't get uh, five mics on the source. Where? What did it get? Oh, they didn't rank I'm trying it. to. Yeah, I, I don't think they ranked it. I'm, I've been diving trying to find it. Uh, Double XL. Did the source rank R&B albums like that? No, they weren't. They, and they I think weren't, was, but I think, I think Lauren was so unique that I think they yeah. might have I think that was a controversy at the time, matter of fact. I, and, and now that I, cause I used to collect the source, and now and now that like you're, we're discussing, like I think it was a controversy at the time. Yeah, it was tricky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lauren, Lauren is, is um better than, than you know. I don't know what Joe was talking is about. Is Lauren is is Lauren the greatest? The greatest what? Greatest what? Yeah. Greatest female hip hop artist. No, I'll just put it that. No, and I'm and I'm staying consistent. Well, who's because who's, who's, got because one. only one project. Yeah, but yeah, and I'm, I'm any... and that's it for me. I'm just consistent. okay, but there's no other well, female you're... artist that outsold her. Someone on that on that specific album for one album. Shit. you can pile you can pile their albums together. They're not going to sell Lauren. Nah, Nikki's also Lauren. Missy's also Lauren in totality of their entire. That's what I'm oh, saying. You know I'm what? Y'all keep on mentioning Missy and I... oh well, never mind. I don't know. No, no, we're not talking about we're not talking yeah. about talent. I'm just talking about when you yeah. mention albums. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're, no, the, you're, that's you're, what I'm saying. You're right with that. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I give that up to you. I just don't. I don't know where to put Missy as what is like. That's the person I would ask. What is she? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think we got a little topic here later. We going Missy might come up, but yeah. before we get off Lauren, though, how much of a hit to the legacy is it? That she only dropped that one studio album. Because I, I would say a lot to, to to um Alex, but I think okay. I think that her dropping the one studio album is the thing that has her in infamy right now. Yeah, I you still got I mean? her. As a, she's still yeah. in my top five MC. If we just say specifically yeah. female MC, she would be in my top five. Don't yeah. get don't ever get that twisted. I'm just saying in the in the, we you know I'm just remaining consistent because I always yeah. just to. I have that thing like I have with three stacks. Like you didn't give me the solo album, so I'm mad. Yeah. But she at least she did. We even if it's just one, but that one is a classic that we still go back to. Yeah, her now, to me that crazy. to me that holds weight when you start talking about, you know, am I still revisiting your stuff years later? Mm-hmm. But um, like yeah. Joe, but like Joe said, oh, actually, you know what? Let's get into um, right. Uh, Nicki Minaj and Joe Button in a, in a sense, there was a lot that was said about that. I actually didn't see uh, State of the Culture, so I'll, I'll leave That's that to you. I'll leave that to you, um, Joe, to, to speak where Re- where Remy defended Nicki on that. Because hmm. I'm assuming that's what they were, she was defending on, like what they were talking about on Joe's pod or on her when they were on her yeah. from the radio, either one. Yeah, it, it, it was really kind of light. That was more like a headliner. Headliner. Oh, I saw okay. a couple places okay. like on the blog and shit. And we were on the Breakfast Club. Because um, we all know that Joe Button, um, he had Queen Radio uh, with Nicki, and he kind of spazzed on him for talking shit about her and, you know, not, trash. you know, whatever. She was trash. Like that. But, uh, yeah, on the show, um, 
Remy pretty much said, I mean, she was joking halfway, but kind of serious. So she's pretty much like, yeah, you know, fucking, um, she had every right to like scream on you or yell like you about you talking this shit or whatever. You're going to talk the shit. You got to, you know, fucking, um, stand behind it. And she said she had no problem with how Nikki conducted herself. Now, I wasn't like a glowing, like, yeah. okay. oh, Nikki's a great person, but it's pretty much like, with their history, it would have been easy for Remy just yeah. to sit there and not say nothing or to say, well, yeah, I think she was being a little extra just to be extra, but Remy kept it real. was like, nah, you know, you deserve every bit of that because, you know, you fucking your shit and that, whatever. So, hey, especially, I mean, when I thought, especially when I thought that she was throwing shots at Remy throughout that interview. Personally, I mean, that's, how, I that's how I saw it because she said to Joe specifically on the podcast, I'm talking to you like that, Joe, because you don't be around no strong women. She kept saying that, and women. the only thing I kept on thinking was Remy that whole time. I did not know, like, all right, now you saying that and her being petty, it makes me think, mm-hmm. like, maybe that's true. But yeah, I thought I I, I just thought that was that the only she, that was the only thing I could think of. I was like, well, yeah, I, I thought she, she just wasn't well, paying you know, attention to, when, like, you know, when, when Joe be around. When she said that, I thought that she was really just going at the fact that Joe Budden has had relationships with a whole right. bunch of just random little pretty That's what I thought. Uh, I'm about to say okay. I'm about to say uh, bitches. That's, that's what she said. Latin chick. And um, yeah, man, I think that's exactly what she was saying. I don't really think that was Remy and Cardi shots or nothing. Like, or Remy shots, but you know, you never know. But, well, let's. Well, and speaking of Remy, like, what what are your thoughts on like since we were talking about where we rank Lauren and Missy kept coming up too, like, what are your my thoughts on Remy's rap career? Shit, well, rap Remy, career. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like, or, or like, I think the first episode of this season, or maybe the second, um, something about Remy Ma's a rapper came up, and uh, or, or they was ranking rappers or some shit like that. Came up rappers. Then Joe asked the boy Jinx or whatever the young Jersey nigga called the Jinx. Asked him, "Yo, where do you put Remy on your list?" <laughs> that, this was nigga, this nigga, that was a setup. This nigga, that was a This nigga had to double back a whole bunch of times. Had to think, "Yo, um, it's different because you know it's like Eve and this other chick." But you know, but the thing with Remy was that I remember when her album came out, and I was like, "Wow, she's spitting." I mean, the fact is this, man. I never really liked Remy Ma because she came out of jail like thick and shit. I liked on the Annie Up remix. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the lean back in the Andy Up remix. Then I liked it when he came out of jail like that and like just looking good and shit. But um, if you listen to Remy on Plateau, Plateau Plomo, whatever yeah. that album is, she bodied that album. Yeah. I'm about to say solid album. She but it's a solid oh, yeah, album. Yeah, and no, she yeah. bodied that album. Yeah, she was on her. She was on her game. Yeah. I've just never been the biggest fan of Remy's flow. And first and foremost, like, I like flow above anything else. I need that shit to, I need to feel it. Like, if you're going to be the most lyrical nigga spitting the most, spitting the fucking gospel and shit, like Christ himself. But if you ain't flowing, nigga, I don't want to hear this shit. And Remy's flow is just mm-hmm. trash. Yeah. And that's been, that's been a thing as her, as her flow. I mean, in the, in, the, in 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 terms of list, Eve is above us, and I'm not saying that from bias. Oh, she's above us. No, no, Eve, Eve, Eve is Eve is like when the illest forgotten rap chick of that like of like all time and shit. Because I think mad niggas forget Eve. I forget all the time, and I love Eve. Cause she took the bag. She humped her way to the top till she could take <laughs> a bag. Then she took Yo, the Eve bag. 
he gave us more albums than a lot of Yeah. He gave us man. more pornos, too, than a lot of niggas. He gave you one. Knock it off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nicky ain't did that for us. You know what I mean? No. Well, uh, uh, actually, Nicky has. Nicky has. Does she? Yeah, she has. Hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a... Well, we'll talk about... I mean, we ain't on that anyway. But, yeah, she has. But, I mean, I since know. you make it, mentioned Nicky, like, why are you... I'm biased on Nick. Well, no, I'm not biased on Nick. I just, I don't think Nicki made good music that I would want to listen to. Yeah, so I don't, maybe I mean, it's not, you know, maybe it's not, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not for me, but I, I would, I wouldn't revisit. And I'll take some because in that sense, I'm biased towards that. But Nicki doesn't have albums that I would revisit. Nah, but she has singles. Yeah, Nicki has singles. Yeah, That's yeah, she thing. has. What, what single? Give me a single. Well, you know, singles in the single era, they're all with other people mostly. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, if you're talking you about the monster, with, uh, and, you know, what's my joint with uh, my man from Memphis? My, Yo Gotti, the joint she got with Yo Gotti yeah. is all them joints, yeah, but I'm no, talking about her, her personal yeah. stuff. Pills and Potions is probably my favorite one that she actually has. Okay. She's got joints on this last album. This last album, she was in her back. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% give it up to her. Well, this, this album, she was in her back. That's, that's why I say maybe these other albums aren't for me. You know what I'm saying? And Roman no. the Romans the hey. Roman series are good with Eminem and those are, so I will you know what I'm saying, those are joints that I was like, I know Nikki was in her bag on those. If we're talking about her studio albums, there's a bunch of shit on the mixtape that's No, you know, no, I won't be listening to that shit. <laughs> shit. But all right, so you know, I mean, I, I don't know where Nikki's rap career is, like where I would rank Nikki. I mean, is Nikki in your top five? Top five what? Oh, I would say females, because yeah, because I think when you get into the nah, I ain't even look. I don't even gotta think, and I ain't gonna have Nicki in my top five. You know the thing. I had Cardi before Nicki. What 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 you know about that? Nicki in my top five. She is. Yeah. Oh, this nigga thought you gonna get some pussy from Nicki. Well, here's my thing about here's how I argue it because I'll take it back to when fucking back to the 90s and shit, and I'll give you fucking Ken Foxy and fucking Brat, and I'll pick all three of them above I'll pick above Nikki and, and I'll pick Eve, I'll pick Eve above Nikki, and I and fucking I'll pick fucking um Lauren. Yeah, I'll pick Lauren above, and that's five right there. And I'm in fucking Brat and Tim ain't in my top five. In my top five, they might even be my top ten. And I will pick them all before I pick fucking Nikki. Lady of Rage wow. go before Nikki to me. If, I, if I'm yeah, uh, and I got and I got that Lady of Rage job, and I mean uh, again, it's just the, but the reason I can oh, and Shauna, my bitch, I love Shauna. Yeah, I but the reason Shana. I the reason and I, and, I, and I said earlier about the one album thing, but. The fact is, I don't know if Nick, the only album that Nicki ever put out that I like is this last one. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah, that's the first that's, that's the first album. Say it again. Same here. No, I agree. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first, this is the first Nicki album that I actually like. And like I said, maybe those other ones just wasn't for me because obviously they sold, so it had a big, it had a huge following, especially that's when she was at her height. So it had a huge following, but it was different. It was different music. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it just, everything just wasn't, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like following um, Nikki off like the mixtapes and shit right before the Young Money shit blew up, it was like, okay, Nikki gonna drop an album, it's gonna be dope. And then when the album came, it's like, 
if it was too much pop and shit, or it just wasn't, it just wasn't it. Then that's how like, okay, Nikki didn't give us that first one. That next one's gonna drop. It's gonna be it, and it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Then I think she dropped a couple like remix, 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 drop a couple extra songs on it. Yeah. yeah. So when so by the time this album finally came out, the one that's good that we all kind of like and shit, I was too like off it to the to like really like take it in as much as I would have if she'd have been consistent. I gave it a listen, like, okay, finally, this is a good album. I won't listen to this again. Cause I know she's not gonna do this again. But I, I don't know. But I do agree with Ant. She is in my top five because three of the people you named didn't write their rhymes. And I'm for me, I'm on that. The same shit she Nikki was on. Foxy ain't write a rhymes, Kim ain't write a rhymes. I mean Brat wrote a rhyme, but Jermaine helped a lot. So I'm Man. I'm a person that looks at that that looks at that from a certain I I that 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 matters to me. I don't, I don't care who wrote Foxy rhymes, yo. Oh yeah, nah, Foxy got the best flow that ever. Boy. She got the best flow. She got the best flow ever. Her flow mm-hmm. is she's got Foxy one hundred percent. I don't care who wrote them. Her flow, she got the best flows ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anybody got anything else? I mean, you mentioned talking about Missy. You want to get you you want to mention her? I know Joe. You want to mention? I'm sorry, B. You want to say? Well, about I don't know nothing about like I, I mean, Missy. Oh, come Missy's on, cool you know about that. Missy, B. Come on. All right, like, all right, all right. No, like, you listen to a lot of Missy music and all the rest of that. But like, she's an entertainer to me. She's not a rapper. Missy, my number one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. Wait, wait, wait. I missed what he said. He said, Missy is what? Number one. Oh, nah. Hold on. She got the floor. You got the floor. You got the floor. Explain that. Explain that to me. Produced her own shit. She wrote her own shit. All of her albums are good. She's been consistent. She's been the most awarded. She's the most noticeable. She transcends pop and hip hop. She's the most recognizable one. So if you ask someone about a female rapper, they might not know. But if you ask about Missy Ellis, they'll know because she has a kind of crossover appeal, and she's yeah. been around mm. a long. And, shit, and shit. she said, she, "If I suck your dick, I'll never leave." And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, would I let? Would I let Missy actually? <laughs> sure, I mean, you was Bro, you you sure, actually yeah. correct on everything except her being the most notable. I think Nick yo, so far, you know. The most notable. <laughs> Yo, no, 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 no. Here's the thing about Missy, though. I and I, I meant nobody this. Won't fuck Missy, yo. Yeah, no, nah, but when I but what I, I meant this though, like I, hey, I don't know if she, no, but <laughs> I, ahead, no, but I don't know if she's a rapper. Like she's an entertainer to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Ant is right about everything he said, but mm-hmm. I still I could never put her on the bars. She's not giving. No, she's not giving no bars. Yeah, she's an entertainer. She's a good entertainer. She's good. She knew how to she wear. Makes, she makes great. She makes great songs. She knew how to wear the big suits. You know what I mean? <laughs> the garbage bag, and I can't, I, I can't stand the rain. That's my shit. Bro. You know what? You know what? The funny thing is, I used to always say that about that song. I'd be like, right, people go crazy in the club. I'm like, yo, do y'all do y'all know anything that she's saying in that song? Like, have y'all listened to the, Have y'all listened to the structure of that song? Nah, that's just I was a studio man. I was like, listen to the structure of that song. Yo, you that ever what's being said is the have, weirdest shit ever. All right, there's she four dudes on this on on this phone though, right? Has mm-hmm. any of y'all ever been turned on by Missy ever? Nah. Yeah. In fact, when she would talk about like you know, yeah. 
What's the song? He's talking about, I'm going to shave my chocha. Yeah, you got to forget his heart. Like, yeah. He's like, nah, I'm trying, I'm trying to picture yeah. Eve, nigga. Yeah, you got to forget his heart. <laughs> and she be trying to sell it real hard, and you be like, yo, nah, I'm like, listen, man, just make the dance music. I mean, have and you I know sold? Don't yeah, but, 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 what, but, but are you just saying that just to say that, or like, is that, does that matter? Uh, am I? Yeah, no, no. It, yeah, it it, it 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 was a big so, thing for a while. No, no. It, it okay. kind of bolsters the ant point. Like she, nobody really nobody found her attractive in that way. Yet she tried to sell sex and still made music and hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So salute to Miss. I believe she's um, up for some ASCAP awards. Coming up, an ass cap. She look like she need an ass cap. The Michael Jackson video Vanguard award. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what it is. That's what it is. Ooh, that's you need that. But I think but she did get some. I'm sure she got some ass cap awards. She, yeah, she probably mm-hmm. need to put yeah. a cap on her ass. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Bye. I used to say that my family for the last five years, and I think everyone who has been out on the right line, everyone who's been screaming by Antonio, because now it's fine. And for you know, this is good. We're gonna start with this. We're just gonna do it. I truly, sincerely thank you for firing the officer. Specifically, because one of the things people say, well, they get fired, but they're still getting their benefits. He was stripped of all of pension benefits and everything, and I think that's important to say to, to say as well. Well, they're in court um, fighting to get it back. The police. Oh well, yeah, and that's what she was referring. The department to the is in court fighting to get it back. I'm sorry, you said the who's in, his his uh, police department is in court fighting to get his benefits. They're gonna win too, right? The union, right? I'm assuming it's the yeah. union. They're gonna yeah. win. Yeah, the union represents him. 
But yeah. the police department is Oh, quite, south. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. They go away, too. Yeah, more than likely it's possible, but as it stands right now, that's where we are. And, that, and as you heard her say, that's been five years coming because they've been fighting this fight for the past five years to get him taken uh, off of the force. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. You, no, you no, still no, rocking. no. I'm going to say no. this, man. Whatever protest they've been doing, like, God bless them. But if it took five years, for you to get this man to get fired, then y'all protest went shit. Because listen, yo, oh, like, I, no, no, no. Nah, I'll let him finish and then I'll no, go. Like, like, you can smash after this, pause. But uh, <laughs> my my whole thing is this: I'm used to seeing like if you got Black Lives Matter, you got the National Prayer, all this shit. You motherfuckers protest and shit happens. I don't think this man get fired unless they brought it up at the fucking presidential Democratic debates and shit. For the Blasio, that kind of fuck, I see it. Maybe, maybe not, but this man was sitting there for five years and these people couldn't get him out for five years. Brian, go ahead, rip whatever the fuck I said to Shred. No, I, I mean, Brian. I just don't... I, no, no, I, like, I understand everything you're saying except for the problem that the thing that they've been protesting after a while was the process that it took to get a police officer, unionized police officer, fired. The process is the thing that takes too long. And so you, you see people like Al Sharpton and them out there, and they've been trying to fight against that now. Yeah, they're saying too little, too late, but all of them accepted that, damn, it's the process that screwed up. And so this this is the thing that put it to, um, put that to light, just like the, um, uh, um, what was that law that they, that Zimmerman got away with? Um, stand your ground. Yeah, the stand your ground shit. Like, nobody really understood like that, that 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 shit was standing around that the shit was around like that and then when they did the thing what to do was to get rid of the stand your ground law you know what i mean yeah we knew that the zimmerman thing was fucked up whatever but it's the stand your ground law so this entire time they've been trying to get rid of this guy but there was nothing that they could do nobody wanted that press but dude had been fired for the last couple of weeks but they didn't say anything about the shit because you know what i mean nobody wants the press so i mean like this, yeah, like this, but this situation is screwed up. Like, and and I can't dismiss what Joe is saying. He's right. Like, first off, Pantaleo is the name and the face behind this, but there were several other officers that never stopped him, and they were all standing there. You know what I mean? And they never stopped him, and they never said, oh, "Hold on, get that choke off, the choke hold off of him, or anything like that." You know? They, and then there was no criminal charges against him. Like he. He got off of that shit. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to look at here and a lot of problems that we can have as far as the system goes. I just wanted to, to put clarity behind what Joe is saying is, is that it is not the protest. The protests had changed when they got into the when they got into the door. They realized that the system is so screwed up that this is literally how long it takes for this type of thing to happen in the state of New York. Do you look at this as do, do, you, do you look at this as justice for Aragon? No, but this, well, okay. So, so, okay, wait, hold on. All right, I, let me not open. Let me not just leave an open statement that 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 says no. Okay, is it justice for Eric Garner? It is. It, it's the beginning of a process of what we need to see, and I think that it goes back to what we were discussing with the Jay Z thing, and 
really when, when I discuss anything, like I, I think all of these things, like you, it has to start at some point in time. And it's, it, it's all little pieces of the process. And, and this is just another piece of it. So I don't want to put the word justice on it. Is it justice? No, but we're headed in the right direction. It's something we needed to see. It's something I wanted to see, of course. I mean, we over to end a second, but I, it really just didn't feel like some bullshit to me five years. I, I know Brian broke down what, what's what, but it's like shit, man, five years. Yeah. And you still let you, and, I, and your protest didn't do jack shit for it. Like, I swear, I swear it had, it had everything to do with folks trying to get loudmouth de Blasio to shut the fuck up at a Democratic debate. Then, like, the next week, this motherfucker's fired. Yeah, but the process was almost over by then. Like, the, it, mentioning it then was just a political move by the rest of them. I'm sure they even know, knew that this mm-hmm. shit was going to happen. So the, let me mention, let me hurry up and mention it now. Uh-huh. And that's why Blasio acted like that. It was, that, was, that, was, that was a political grandstanding. A lot of Blasio did say, yeah, man, yeah. it's almost done. Yeah, the like the, it was a lot of bullshit. That 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 was that was bullshit as far as the um the debates go. I mean, you know, politics being what they were, I don't want to call it bullshit, but it, it kind of was. Yeah, but now go ahead and break it down for it. The profound shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nothing profound. I mean, the thing about our legal system period is that I mean, you get endless, endless, endless appeals and. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you cutting his mic. You cut his mic off. <laughs> I'm cutting his mic off. It's like, nah. Is that what you were saying? That <laughs> no, I was saying the problem with the process of the law is that it takes entirely too long. Yeah. Like, you, you get guys that kill five people and they're on death row for twenty years. Right. It's just how the system goes. It takes right. forever just to get the simplest things done. Was his time going to come? Sure. But like I said, he's backed by one of the most powerful unions in the country. So therefore, right. it wasn't going to be support. Well, you did this, we're going to fire you the next day, kind of thing. It was never going to work out that way. It was going to take years because that's how the process in this country works. Right. Is it important that this finally came about? Absolutely. I think the most important thing that we need to take from this and anything else is that it's it's like I said, it's the start of something. That even though it did take a while, it got to the end of where it necessarily needed to be. I mean, at the time, the saddest part that, you know, Eric Garner lost his life, his daughter lost her life, and no one's really going to see, like, the justice from all of this. But the most important thing you want to take from everything else is that, you know, in this instance, justice is technically served. He lost his job. Uh, he might still get his pension out of it, so it might not be the end result what people wanted to, but you get this guy off of the streets and hopefully it becomes a deterrent. I don't personally think it's going to because this is just one thing and a myriad of problems that we have in this country especially in regards to police brutality and racial injustice. But, I mean, it's a start. I'm, I'm glad that it happened. I, just think it's going to be. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's starting to become a deterrent um, just because there's so many different cameras in there and police just don't want to deal with that shit. And, you know, the younger police officers, we're going to get good cops and all the rest of that. But also true, I just saw a video today of, of a kid getting pistol whipped coming yeah. by a police officer coming right out of his car. And he's had his hands on his head. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there's no reason for the cops to run and, and, and smack him. So, like, those things are happening. You know what I mean? Was he blind? Was he? Was what? 
So was he black? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the kid was black. The officer was white. Man, I was hoping there's the other way around. Man. Yeah, no, nah, uh, no, we wouldn't mention. This yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so, so, but I, I do think it's, I do think it's a deterrent. Like, I, I think at the very least, it's a deterrent because they're annoyed by us. You know what I mean? Like, we're willing to make big thing out of all of these things that go on, and you know, what I mean, we should because they're real issues. We shall not be, we shall not be moved. Stay with me. Uh, We protesting right here. But now, you know, honestly, man, I mean, shout out to everybody that be out there protesting, especially if you really get shit done. But if you was protesting for five years for some shit, you get a cop fired, then that's trash. I'm going to just say that. Because cops have got fired quicker, other places. There may be, as you telling me, there's some super rules in New York that let niggas get protested against for five fucking years by Al Sharpton and all kinds of motherfuckers and niggas keep his job. Keep a, fu- a job is a... Nigga was just an officer. Just an officer on a fucking beat. They couldn't get the city of New York to throw that cocksucker off the... Like fucking like... Okay. I mean, it's, like it's, it's one I'm of those things. This. For years, I've been... For years, Joe, I've been arguing against the, the unions, the teachers' unions. And teachers always upset about me with that. But guess what? You know, you can't fire the teachers. I mean, you know, like you can you can I reassign them. Know, you get them you moved a around. Teacher choking a fucking kid to death, you could get that teacher fired. I'm no, you would, re- you would reassign them. You would put they would be put in they'd be put in um on on leave or something like that. But okay. once you're a union, you know what I mean. It, it's it's the process is just different, and then it depends on which you um on where you're located at, and the, and like Anthony said, man, that New York Union, uh, police union is is set up a certain way with the rules just had being what they were. It took this long. Man, I got beef with a couple of niggas, man. I need to become police so I can choke the niggas to death and still have my job for the next five years and just stack cash. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel be some real dope shit. And it's just any union, any I could be like an electrician, it's an electrician's unit or some shit, or like a fucking, like, yeah, I, I don't know. No, about. I think you're convoluting the argument. We, I, I actually said what I meant. All right, you said teacher's union too, and I said choke the kids, but maybe you meant that too. I did. All right, I, yeah, you did. All right, that shit, man. Uh, I mean. But a teacher, a teacher is, is likely to go to jail if they choke the kids. Okay, it's not about their job anymore. It's about going to jail. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's a d- different argument, but I understand what you're saying, Joe. And Can you I, being um, upset about this is fine. I get it. I know. I know we're about to close this out, but um, B, you had put something in the in our group chat about Juan Rayford Jr. Um, and I just and it's something that we should really get into. As I was just reading through the story. Um, and I'll just I'm gonna give a brief thing on it, and then we should really get into it next on um, oh, next yeah. next pod. This person was Juan uh, Rayford Jr. and actually another person named Dupree Glass. Right. They were they were they were they were at a friend's house. They were playing video games. Mm-hmm. A fight broke out. Gunfire happened. No one was hit. Right. At all. And oh, okay. So you read some. You read. I must. I guess you. I'm so you read into it a little bit. Yeah, no, the, yeah, you're right. Nobody was hit at all. Yeah. The neighbors who actually called the police said that they weren't involved, that th- these two kids were not involved in the right. in the violence at all. Nobody said they're involved in the violence. They're, <laughs> he's serving uh, like 11 life sentences, one of them mm-hmm. for no bodies, and the other one is serving a similar um, 
a, a similar sentence. They're like 17 years old. Are they in New York? Nah. No. They're, th- they're 32 now. They were sentenced at uh, 17. I'm trying to see, Joe. I can't. I don't, I, I didn't, they might have mentioned it, but I was so looking at the actual story that I might have no, overlooked where they were from. Now, man, like fake news. Oh, Charleston, Charleston, Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't want to get into it too deep because I think there's a lot just, more that know, I need yeah, to go in. That, more, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I didn't even mention it because I, I need more information behind what. Yeah, and what's I just mentioned on. because we were talking about this, and but right. we really need to. And I okay. just happened to look that up real quick, but we should yeah. definitely um, get into that. You said this was Austin, in Charleston, South Carolina. No, Joe, Joe's in goofball mode. Let's get. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you're in goofball mode, let's yeah. go on to some light, some lighter things. I mean, it's not a goofball situation, but let's get into some lighter news. Demarcus, Demarcus, Demarcus Cousins. As my phone just went blank. Demarcus Cousins uh, recently tore. Uh, I believe he was training in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. He tore his ACL in the same leg as he tore his Achilles. Mm. And he's more than likely going to be finished for the season. Yo, he's the reverse KD. All right, go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, nah. That's really it. The other stuff we can, we can get into after the fact, but really it's just, you know, sad. The Lakers obviously were looking forward to having him on the same team. He does have – he has some type of synergy. having played with AD already. And they were looking at – you know, he averaged, if I'm not mistaken, 15 and 8 albeit in Golden State. So he definitely still had ability. A lot of people say, oh, he's an old big, he can't do nothing. I mean, you average 15 and 8, you still worthy. You can still do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, if everybody's not. bricking, you can still dump it in and ask him to get a basket. He is skilled enough to do that. Yeah, he's not an old big. Yeah. Old but I'll say people look at it. In terms of when I say mm-hmm. old big, I mean, his he's back to the basket. That's no, I know. He's not an old big. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So... The, uh, so with the torn AC, with the with the torn AC, with the torn ACL, what are we looking? What do we think? What are we thinking in terms of the outlook of his career and going forward? I feel like Boogie is going to come back and he's going to play for Penny on some fuck team, or maybe a good team, and then get hurt again and just finally call it quit. I mean, I would at least like to see that. Instead of him just totally disappearing, because part of me thinks that he might just say "fuck it" and you know just start doing movies or something, because like <laughs> or wrestling in WWE. I mean, it's like this this this, it, it, this motherfucker can't catch a break. You know what I'm saying? And what is he? Twenty nine, twenty nine years old. He's a fucking baby. All I know is this nigga came into the league with John Wall. John Wall sitting around <sighs> fucked up. John Wall tearing ACLs in the kitchen. Still making like $42 million a year. He's going to make $40 million a year. And Boogie, this nigga going to make more than Boogie the next. This nigga going to make more than Boogie this next two seasons. John Wall. This season, last season, this season, and that season that not playing. He's going to make more than Boogie made his whole career. John Wall. They came the same fucking year. Trash. To me, it's all about the money. Like, if Boogie can't play no more, you know, oh fucking well and shit. You know what I'm saying? This nigga's body is just really not holding the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? He had the two major injuries and a host of other little injuries along the way. And some shit have seemed like it. He just can't get right. This nigga body betrayed him. I'm mad about the fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, John Wall going to make niggas owe John Wall about $207 million and shit. And this nigga Boogie Cousins made less than $80 million for his whole fucking career. For nine years. Mm -hmm. For nine years, man. 
This nigga lost all that money having injuries the wrong fucking time. And that's the only thing I hate about the situation. Because if this nigga would have been able to sign with a big fucking four or five year contract where he got all the bread in the world and he got fucking hurt, and it's like, oh fucking well, at least you got that hundred and seventy or two hundred million dollars. This nigga is getting hurt when right before he gets the bag. You know, it's just I don't know, man. Go, go ahead, Brian. He know basketball and shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I understand everything you said, Joe. I, I do think it's really sad. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't know if, like, I know Boogie's getting injured now. I don't know if his, his career is going to be defined by his body betraying him because, mm-hmm. you know, mostly the problem with Boogie was an attitude thing. They labeled him a certain way. And you know, he never really recovered from that financially, and they, they kind of taxed him for that. You know what I mean? That was the, that's the big that's the boogie story, and so he never really caught a big contract. What was the most he made in a year? Now that I don't know, maybe. I'll tell you that. Keep going. Oh, I'll let yeah. you know why you keep talking. Yeah, it was it 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 was something. It was it was probably like a, a low teenager or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing, boogie for periods of his career, and like. For a few years of, of his career was considered the best center in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was mired in Sacramento, so you didn't really get to see him much. You know, he didn't have the same popularity as everybody else, but he was considered the best center in the NBA. Boogie, for as big as he is, for as much as he can post up and rebound, he would still be able to bring you outside and shoot the jumper on you and shoot the three. And, you know what I mean, for a big guy like that, he was part of the new generation that was able to do that, and he never really reaped the benefits of it. And then he went and bo- he vote he he bet on himself, went to Golden State. Oh, I mean, he bet on himself, went to Golden State, and then he loses mm-hmm. there. Like he and had he bad fu- luck. That nigga went to Golden State, yeah. and he fucking uh, made. Uh, what was it? What happened? To, uh, he went to Golden State and made Kevin Durant tear his ACL. And they fucking um <laughs> the nigga Clay Thompson ruptured his Achilles or whatever the fuck it was, man. That's how, that's how hey, that number that number um Brian is eighteen million. Yeah, million. okay. Yeah, 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 that was probably the last year of his that was the best, contract. That was, yeah, that was yeah. his last year. That was yeah. his last year, right before he got traded. So, to, so um, just so people understand how it works, the first year of that contract was probably like ten or eleven million, and then it moved up oh, to the, being wow. the last year at, at being eighteen million. While people who were way worse than Boogie, and like I said, he was he was arguably one of the best centers in the NBA for a period of time. Yeah, he was. And, he was top three for a, on a yeah. whole bunch of people list. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It is what it is, man. Niggas need to have a GoFundMe for Boogie. They need a GoFundMe for Boogie, man. Niggas need to do that shit. I have a benefit for Boogie or something like that, man. But in the meanwhile, who do you think is going to get that spot? On that team that's slow down. They've been working out. They've been working out. Yeah, they've been talking about Dwight Howard. Well, well they're working out. No, let me excuse me. They've been working out. Hearing that name. Yeah, but he's not the only person they've been working out. They've been working out on several different senators. Joe Noah. Yeah, I think Noah's the probably the best name on our list. I knew he was gonna say that. I knew he was gonna say that. Yeah. Why will Noah handle and handle L.A. But he said he was too lit for NY. Yeah, but he's from well, there. It's different. Lit. Ah, okay. Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. Where? New York. New York. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. 
Kardashians left? There's always some left. Even the ones that ain't left is left. Ah, yeah. Chloe always left. He did that. Hey, yo, just to, um, just a quick correction. He made over eighty million. He made eighty six. The seventy nine is not inclusive of his uh, Golden State salary. Uh, so he, he made it. Yeah, if you look, if you look at you probably got it from the same place I looked first. But when you look at the whole thing and you add the the New Orleans, the Pelicans contract plus the Golden State Warriors contract, it gives you it gives you the eighty six point whatever whatever whatever. Oh, all right, that's yeah. cool. But either way, still, still he didn't get the, he didn't catch the bag that he. He should. never caught a big. He never caught a big deal. Shout out to John Wall, man. Nah, no, no. He did it no, right. Man. He came in. That nigga did the Dougie and shit. Then he had he did like a triple double and shit at home, nigga. Oh I never seen Demarcus Cousins hit no Dougie. I seen that nigga sipping E and J with like Matt Barnes or somebody and shit. He ain't never hit no Dougie. I like Boogie Cousins though. The Knicks should have the Knicks. The Knicks just signed him to the first minute of that Yo, what is Yo, you can never let Joe go because you don't yeah, know. Yeah, man. man. You never going know where going 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 talking about some wild shit now, man. Don't talk about the Knicks like that. Let's go, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had uh, over the past, over the weekend, we had our, there was more preseason action. Um, not a lot to talk about. I know Brian is upset about his 49ers. We won. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, you won after the fact, but Garoppolo, your first unit. Why you want to talk about that shit like that? Nah, <laughs> we great, yo. 49 is going to be so great. I'm not mad. You know what I mean? Everything is great. Let's go. All right, back to whatever yeah. you was talking about. <laughs> um, I don't know. If, I don't know if Joe and Ann is happy, but Daniel Jones seems to be out there tearing it up after all the uh, you know flack that the Giants are catching or caught from drafting him at number six. I mean, I mean, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. You've been kind of catching up with your man, or you just riding it out? All right, I see a little bit, man. I'm happy. It's like this. I thought it was a perfect pick for him. It was either him or that Negro. Um, it was Haskins still there. Yeah, yeah, we were us. It was either him or getting that Negro Haskins. And something wrong with some of these Negro quarterbacks. They don't have the brain capacity to do the wow. job. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, tell him Joe been drinking. Nah, man, but honestly, man, I, I like the Daniel Jones kid. And um, I, I like the way you're looking. And, you know, hopefully, Eli, you know, meet us the Super Bowl and we don't see this man this season. But. You know, if he if he doesn't, then we see the man and the man comes right. He does his job. You so. can't even say that without smiling. We can hear you through the phone. <laughs> and where, where you at with it? Look, I just feel like it's a preseason. We gotta let it work itself out. I mean, he's gonna look good right now, but I got no problem with him. He's doing well. I want to see him, you know, against the first team defense, but. I, I never really had a problem with them taking Daniel Jones. It was always Liddy picked him. That was always my thing. The defense hasn't looked good over the preseason. And Josh Allen was a pastor from Kentucky. He was a guy we were interested in. We go ahead and let him slide by. I mean, we could have picked up Daniel Jones later. But I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's doing the job. So I'm not even going to be bad at that. He's getting it done now. So good for him. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Any of y'all been watching? Any of y'all been watching your boy Colin Murray? Sure. Okay. Uh, What'd you say? You say you have? Nope, I haven't. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not much. It's, it's preseason. You really get to see um, 
a lot of the starters as 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 the as the years matric as the years matriculate on, mm -hmm. uh, more and more teams are not playing their starters at all. If they only get one snap, they're just in and out because the starting what the Rams did last year, not playing any of their starters, and they made it to the Super Bowl. So everything's kind of leaning towards that. Um, the only other big news that's happening is the foolishness that's going on in Oakland with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Antonio Brown and not practicing or playing because he can't play with a helmet that they outlaw, which is part of the CBA, and everybody has been aware of it. Every 10 years, they change because the technology changes. They get rid of the helmets. It affected him. Uh, well, the big names it affected was Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron and Tom have already made the change and knew the change was coming. Antonio Brown is acting like he didn't know what was happening. So he's acting a fool and not practicing and not in any of the preseason games because he's filing grievances against the NFL. And I'm talking like that because I'm an Oakland fan and this is some bullshit. So, I mean, hmm. bottom line is you knew it was happening. It ain't no difference in if your job was moving from one location to the next. You anticipate it coming, you make the necessary changes, and you move forward. So, other than that, oh, shout out to my cousin. He's still out there doing work in Houston, Karan Higdon. Our cousin. Ali's <laughs> yeah, funny as hell. You see how he acts? All right, no doubt. Mm -hmm. our, our cousin, our cousin, Karan, our cousin, Karan Higdon running back on the, uh, on the uh, um, Houston Texans. Still out there doing work. Got a critical week three and week four coming up. As you know, they start making the cut, so... I'm anticipating he's not going to get cut because they, they don't have any depth behind him, uh, behind the uh, starter. And they're going to need all the help they can get. So I'm anticipating him. He's going to definitely make the team. And Tell that nigga stay out the strip club till he get some gas. Now, on, so, on some real shit, on some real shit, Karan is a good kid. Like, he don't he don't have them aspirations. Like, he's, he's, just, he's cut from a different cloth. All right. I mean, I'm not saying he won't participate. He won't partake in the offseason. But, I mean, during the mm -hmm. season – you won't see him getting in no trouble. That's what I mean. All so. right. That's what it is. And yeah. That's what it is. I don't know. I didn't see anything else come up during while we was talking. Anybody see anything else? I just want to make sure we catch it. Uh, I mean, Joe was Joe was real excited about Lionel Richie earlier. I don't think though. He yeah, had man. <laughs> it's the 70th birthday of Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie's a G. He's a great songwriter. Uh, he was a I'm great tell you, I got a funny story got, about Lionel Richie. This shit going all night long. No, no, all night. Lionel Richie, man, just gotta get that man his flowers. Everybody remember it's we are the world. Lionel Richie, man, that's daughter. No, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, we are the world. The white one. Yo, how many niggas you think smashed his daughter while she was high on drugs, man? Fuck Lionel Richie. Yo, B, Lionel Richie. I heard there was a concert in the area and. Somebody went and they said, and this was recent. This was in July. They said, "Yo, it was a terrible concert." Lionel Richie can't even remember all the words to his songs. He's probably doing drugs like, with Nicole. Wow. I ain't gonna lie, he probably was high as hell with Nicole. Nigga, it's sixty-nine years old, man. Yo, yeah, and shout out to and shout out, 